Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The thing that I would love to watch is how they do the ball sack. And welcome back to Testy Baby. I just want to start this episode by saying thank you so much to you for listening. Honestly, it's making our lives. We're still getting messages, Tristan and I, on Instagram from people saying, oh, I listened to your podcast. It helped me so much. Like, I laugh. You guys are really funny. And every time we receive one of those, firstly, I have a little pinch me moment that I'm like, wow, people are still listening to the podcast. That's insane. Uh, And also, I am just so grateful that you've taken the time to let me know that it's helping you because the fact is helping somebody. I mean, it's like therapy for us, but if we can help other people along the way, then I'm just absolutely on cloud nine. It's also our 10th episode. Yay! Happy anniversary. We should have got a cake. Oh, we should have done. Oh, that was such a little gimmicky thing that we could have made it all my free time I've got now yeah because Tris is now freelance yeah check you out actually I've got to introduce you so do you want me to say that as your little introduction go for it (laughs) my name is Miranda Burns and over there freshly freelance freshly unemployed (laughs) is Tristan off my own back though yeah 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 off my own back that's an interesting one I'm going to talk about that very briefly now actually go for it for the blokes out there because Obviously, IVF is a very stressful process Mm -hmm. and we've been through it now and we're out the other side of it and now we are just waiting to see what happens. When going through the process, obviously I wanted to be there with you. COVID has meant that that was a little bit more difficult. Because of everything we've been through leading up to it with our miscarriage last year, our clinic were really, really helpful with letting me come to appointments with you. So mm. bear that in mind now that I shouldn't be there with you and I'm already being told I'm allowed to come into appointments. Yeah, they were hella accommodating. They wanted you to come. So I then go to my previous employer and I tell them that I would like to have this time off for appointments. I was asking for two times one hour appointments <laughs> across the period of two weeks and I was going to make the hours up at the end of the day yeah, or, or take them for lunch. Exactly. And I was told no. And I was very annoyed about that. So basically, I decided to hand in my notice because I was like, I don't expect to be treated this way. You weren't just told no as well. You were told you're not needed at that appointment. Like they had the audacity and also the confidence to assume that you wouldn't be necessary at the appointment. They have no say on that. They're not medically trained. They're not the doctor. And being the company they are, they've got a, a fertility policy. For, for leave, if you're doing fertility, you can have leave. It's two days worth of leave across a 12-month period, which already is a little bit like, okay, so that's one one cycle, basically. Yeah. Um, but that's by the by. That policy is gender blind, so it doesn't matter if I'm the man or the woman in this situation, I should be allowed that time off, and they declined it. And I said, <sighs> you know what? 
I don't need that in my life. Yeah. So I decided I'd go freelance because it's what I do best. Get rid of that negative energy. Exactly. So I'm free to bake whatever I want to bake. I'm free to watch whatever I want to watch and during yet, the day. You haven't baked a cake. Or watch anything. I've just been working. <laughs> Never mind. Look, I'm so glad. Men often are overlooked in the whole of the maternity process. So I am glad that you um, stood your ground and followed your heart and kept your morals. Well done you. Very proud. Thank you very much. So wherever you are, we hope you're having the best day. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can subscribe. That really helps us out. You can leave a review, which just like I said, makes our day when we hear feedback and we know that people are enjoying the podcast. If you are new, however, to this little family, in Test Tube Baby, we chat through all things IVF and hopefully beyond because fingers crossed, there is going to be a child at the end of this and it will all be worth it. In true Tristan and Miranda style, there'll be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves. In fact, we already have gone on a tangent, haven't we by talking about you going freelance so that box is ticked I'm going to start this episode with something which has basically been requested because I get a message at least once a day from a woman saying hi Miranda what supplements did you take prior to starting IVF to help with your fertility so before we go any further a very important disclaimer that Tris and I are not medically trained in any capacity whatsoever. Everything that I took, I took off of my own research. The only thing that was recommended was folic acid, which we all know and love anyway. There's lots of research out there about that. But everything else I looked up myself. There's a particular book that I'm going to recommend, which I read a lot from. And that's how I came to the decision to take what I took. And all of them I took for three months prior to starting my injections. Now, all the lack of medical training aside, we did end up with four really good quality eggs. So we knew from the start, as you'll have heard in previous podcasts, that we had 13 antral follicles. And we only ended up with four eggs out of those. And like we've already said, from four eggs, you'd expect a pretty big drop off. Now, we don't know if it's due to the supplements you're on, Mm -hmm. but your eggs were good enough quality that all four made it to blastocyst. So take from that what you will. Yeah. But I am pretty certain that the quality of your eggs is down to how well you looked after yourself in the run-up to egg retrieval. I think it's quite conclusive evidence, to be honest. We made some lifestyle changes, big ones in the run-up to starting IVF, and I feel like it made an impact. I think it worked. So this book that I'm going to recommend is called It Starts With The Egg. And on the front cover, it has a photo of a charming little baby uh, poking his head out of a cracked egg. Makes sense. Seems it's called It Starts With The Egg. Uh, It's by a woman called Rebecca Fett. Now, she has a degree in molecular biology and biochemistry and experience performing laboratory research in the field of genetics. So she's not a nobody like Tristan and myself. She actually is a scientist. She quite literally wrote the book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you guys. Yeah, she quite literally wrote the book. And the book is all about like science of egg quality i'm gonna say get the second edition not the first edition because she makes some amendments off the back of the first edition because women started freaking out because she said to try and avoid plastic because it contains a particular chemical in it uh, which can damage egg quality it is impossible to avoid plastic in fact i do believe that the kit that we're using is plastic is that plastic everything yeah. is plastic everything in here is plastic so people were reading this book and then freaking out and be like oh my god i'm killing my future to children because everything's plastic and I can't get rid of it because you can't because it's literally everywhere so in the second edition um she kind of like 
she calmed it down a little bit and got more specific and said, no, it's more about durable plastics that you're carrying food in and that you're heating up to eat food from. So for example, things like Tupperware, things like plastic spoons that you would use with a hot liquid on the stove, things like a plastic water bottle, which you would use every day. Try and swap those out for wood, metal, glass, where possible. Uh, and that's one of the first things that she covers in the book. And it's one of the first things that we started doing. I stopped heating stuff up in Tupperware in the microwave. I used a wooden spoon instead of a plastic spatula when I was cooking. And I swapped my plastic water bottle out for a glass one. Really easy, achievable, little things that you can do. Now, all of this is because there's a chemical that exists in certain kinds of plastics. There is also a chemical that exists in certain kinds of perfume. So I stopped wearing perfume. I have not worn perfume for about three months, which makes me really sad because I like wearing perfume and I feel very feminine when I do it. Do you think I smell more? I think you and I are both blessed with a lack of, of smell, aren't we? Yeah, actually. Which is quite convenient in this because there are some people out there who are not so lucky and if they're going through this and having to avoid wearing any sort of scented products, you know, it's going to be unfortunate. Yeah, we're, Tris and I are a little bit weird. We don't really get B.O. Touch wood. Oh, my God. Touch imagine all the wood. Oh if my as God. of tomorrow, we just become smelly people. Spanking. Oh, that would be very but sad. We are both blessed with that. So the lack of being able to wear it doesn't really affect us that much. No. I sometimes go weeks without wearing deodorant and you can't smell me, can you? No, I never notice. I'm odourless. You, you actually free. are. You are fragrance free. You're made for IVF. You're perfect. In Rebecca's book, or Becky, as I like to call her, because we, we are best friends now. She just doesn't know it yet. Use my code, Miranda10, for 10% off your first order. <laughs> she doesn't know I exist. How much are you getting per sale of this book? Are you, what commission are you <laughs> getting from these? I think it's really useful. It was recommended to me by another IVF girl, and I just found it so informative. It is brilliant. I, I laugh, but it is, yeah. it's is—it's been our Bible for the last three, four months, isn't it? It's been incredibly useful. Obviously, take everything that you read with a pinch of salt, but I found it insightful and helpful. Um, so yeah, she goes on to recommend different supplements that you want to take if you want to get pregnant. I'm pretty sure you can use these across the board. It's not just IVF specific. If you're listening to this and you're a 20-something old woman and you're like, I want to have a baby in the next five years, well, why not start prepping your body? You can still take these things. You might not need IVF. Uh, it's just good to put yourself in good stead. The the main thing that she says is that egg quality is the single most important factor in determining whether an egg will fertilize and survive and therefore become a child. So you just want to do everything that you possibly can. I mean, like she says, it starts with the egg. Supplement number one, please. COQ10. All right, I hadn't even heard of this, but it plays a really important role in making energy in the body. It's also an antioxidant, but the energy part is more important. I'm very quickly going to read a quote from my favourite book, okay? It's on page 111. Turn to page 111. The ability of the egg to produce the kind of energy needed to complete all the processes... Wait, this is wrong. Hang on, let me start again. As explained by Dr. Jakob Bentov, a fertility specialist, our thought is that it's not the egg that's different in older women. It's the ability of the egg to produce the kind of energy needed to complete all the processes that are involved with maturing. There you go. So COQ10 basically supports that. It helps you create the energy that allows your eggs to mature. And what have we learned? You need mature eggs in order to fertilize them in order to make a baby. I will, however, say that stop these if you do get pregnant because there's a lack of research, which unfortunately is the case for most things because we can't test things on pregnant ladies because that's immoral. So we just don't know whether something's good or bad for you. So yeah, COQ10 for the time being, if you're trying to get pregnant, go ahead. Once you're pregnant, just stop. 
Supplement number two, please. Vitamin B6. Now, I know that all the B vitamins are really good with helping with fertility. I cannot remember specifically what it was about B6, but I did read somewhere at some point that it does help you with getting pregnant. So that's why I'm taking it. That was very quick. (laughs) The scientific answer. Okay, okay. Supplement number three, please. Vitamin D. This time we're quoting WebMD. Women with correct levels of vitamin D were 34% more likely to have a positive pregnancy test, 46% more likely to achieve a clinical pregnancy, and a third more likely to have a live birth than women with low levels of vitamin D. What more do you need to know? Those are massive numbers, aren't they? Yeah, it's huge. It's nearly 50%. Isn't it, isn't it a thing that everyone in the UK suffers from vitamin D deficiency? Yeah, and it's also linked to depression. Is it? I think so. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I have, like I said, I'm a lecturer. I have all the facts today. Welcome to the University of Miranda, where everything is founded in scientific research and knowledge. From, from Rebecca from, Fett. From Rebecca Fett's mouth. <laughs> Good. Okay, supplement number four. Yes. Supplement number four, please. Omega 3. Agu- Agu- Aguero. Aguero. <laughs> Again, I quote Omega. This, oh, this quote is not from her book, by the way. This is from La Tintinet. Omega 3s may improve ovulation consumption of DHA. Fatty acids has shown an increase in progesterone, which is a hormone that regulates the condition of the lining of the uterus and is essential to pregnancy. Basically, you need a good lining of the uterus for that embryo to implant once it's transferred. Never even mind if it's transferred. If you just get pregnant in the first place, it's got to implant into a nice cushy uterus. So you want to do everything you can to help the lining. Supplement number five, please. Folic acid. I just don't feel like that needs any kind of explanation because we've been taking it for decades. Supplement number six, please. The only supplement which was prescribed to me. Mm. Oh, not over the counter. No, 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 no. My GP. An iron supplement. All right. So I've got low iron and uh, this is a little bit more hazy as to whether it can link to infertility, but it's just never going to be a good thing. I was tired all the time. So if Tristan had wanted to do the hanky panky, it weren't going to happen because I was going to need a nap, Um, which again is another deterrent and is going to stop you getting pregnant, I suppose. Um, So yeah, I was on iron. All of these things I took for three months prior to IVF and all of them I'm still on except for COQ10 like I explained earlier because no research has been done to do with it and pregnant ladies. (laughs) That made no sense. (laughs) Because no research has been done involving COQ10 and pregnant ladies. Lovely. Thank you. There we go. And again, I must reiterate, this is from my own research. This was not explained to me by my doctors. Anything that you are going to take, please, please, please check it with your clinic first. I would hate for you uh, to take some of these supplements and then realize that down the line, they've interacted with one of your IVF injections and you're not going to get pregnant. So yeah, please double check. So onto something a little bit more medical that has the backing of science. Oh, yes. Progesterone. <gasps> oh. So progesterone is, like Miranda said, with the omega oils, is the thing that is going to make your uterus all cushy, ready for the egg to implant itself. That's important whether you do IVF or not. But with IVF, because it needs a little bit more help from science, yeah. you do progesterone... Pessaries. Pessaries, that's the word. My new best friends. I do a progesterone pessary twice a day, once in the morning once in the evening before I go to sleep. So in the however long it is that we've been doing progesterone pessaries, through this IVF journey... Feels like forever. Feels like forever. You have had two different brands of Mm. progesterone pessaries, and they are the two big players in the market. (laughs) Now, 
everyone has their different ones that they prefer. I want you to talk me through the two that you've had. So first of all, you had... Cyclogest. And tell me a little bit about Cyclogest, Miranda. Okay, so Cyclogest is a very waxy consistency. I kind of compare it to coconut oil, which is that when it's solid, it's, it's, it's hard. As soon as it gets warm it melts. And that's basically what happens with the Cyclogest. I can put it in and it's like a waxy pellet. It kind of looks like a bullet, doesn't it? Look, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a bullet. And you slide it up on in there and then you lie on your back for a little bit and you let it, let it do its thing. I lie on my back for about 20 to 40 minutes, let it soak in. But it will melt and it will trickle out and it does get incredibly messy. And like I said, when it gets cooler, it then sets again. So say, for example, you popped your pessary in and then you put your pants on and you wandered about and you went about your day. Well, that pessary is slowly going to fall out. And when it falls out, it's going to set on your knickers and it's going to go hard. And then you get a hard, shiny layer of greasy slop on your pants. It's quite something. Oh, it's like, so annoying. Being the house husband I am, I do a lot of washing. Oh. And you can honestly like, knock on it. It's like... Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. really hard. It's quite basically, it's, it's, this, it's the consistency of the pessary before you put it in. It goes back to that once it's out of your body. It's amazing. So we had those. Science. I know. <laughs> Science. <laughs> we had those during our previous pregnancy uh, prescribed to us because Miranda had some bleeding and yeah. her consultant said, well, this is the thing that we do for IVF women. So mm-hmm. everyone should just do it. There was a shortage of those, which was quite the IVF community scandal, I think. <laughs> the UK had a, had a shortage. Bloody Brexit. Uh, but they had a shortage of them. And so our hospital only had a brand called Eustrogen. Eutrogest? Eutrogen? Eutrogen. Oh, hang on. We're going to fact check. Trish has got his phone out. Eutrogestin. Sorry. Yeah. Neither of us are right. Eutrogestin. Oh, it's a mixture of the two, actually. There we go. The yeah. hybrid of the two. These ones are slightly creamier. Uh, they don't have the waxy issue. So when they fall out of you, inevitably, look, gravity is going to do its thing. These things are going to fall out. It's not you, it's the pessary. Um, when they fall out, it's more of like a creamy consistency, which is a little less unpleasant compared to the waxy layer that you get with the other one. They're a little bit different because they come with their own applicator as well. So you have this box of applicators and you do those three times a day, mm. which for women who have a full-time job must be incredibly inconvenient. Oh, just popping off to the toilet in the middle of the day. Such a faff. How do you do that if you work at an office? I How do you know. do that if you're like a nurse and you're working on the ward and you're on your feet? Then you can't lie down for 20 to 40 minutes. No, might be needed to save a life. Yeah. Oh, hey, well. I'm not a nurse. I'm a radio presenter. So you're fine. I only work three hours a day. Exactly. <laughs> it's really easy for me. One in the morning. You're fine. One in the evening. The cyclogest, however, were only twice a day. So you do them once in the morning and then once in the evening when you go to bed. They are differing sizes. So the dose of uh, cyclogest should be 400 milligrams. You can get them in 200 or 400 milligram pessaries. Yep, little bullets. So either two pessaries twice a day or one pessary twice a day, depending on which size you have. And again, please, please, please. Don't just find these on the black market and buy them for yourself. Do a little bit of research and ask your consultant. If they want you to take them, they're going to prescribe them to you. Finally, let's just rattle through some post-transfer symptoms because that's really interesting because if this works, it'd be nice to look back and to know whether those were the early pregnancy symptoms. Also, for anybody listening that's just done an embryo transfer, we can do a game of snap and see if we have the same thing. That's fun, isn't it? Uh, So the first one is, I had a pregnancy dream. (laughs) It was really vivid. It was very specific. You had, didn't you have one as well? I've had a couple since as well. That's so weird. I know. This was literally like the day after I woke up and I was just like, there's a baby. I was like, there's a baby in my uterus. I just know it's there. I will say that it is like 
around you everywhere you look yeah. everything you're thinking about is baby so yeah it was just my brain processing it. devil's advocate here yeah. perhaps yeah it wasn't that profound um i had aching it kind of felt a little bit like period pain just in my like, lower part of my tummy so where my uterus would be just yeah achy discomfort a little bit of cramping kind of felt a bit stretchy um tuesday so the day after my transfer i woke up and felt quite nauseous in the morning um that was weird. There was no real explanation for that. And it only happened once. I just felt sick. I had achy legs. That was specific. I don't think I ever told you about that. No, I really weird. That. Yeah, really weirdly. Achy legs. Just uncomfortable. Uh, then Thursday and Friday. So about three and four days after the transfer, I had more cramping and shooting pains again in my uterus. I could, I could just feel like something was going on. I was just like, oh, you can tell. You can tell that something's happened. Something out of the ordinary away from your normal cycle. Like a different yeah. sort of pain? Yeah, it felt different. It didn't, so? it didn't feel like the deep ache of period pains. Like I do get cramping with period pains and they come and go in waves, but it's more of like a deep, this makes me feel sick kind of pain. With the transfer pain, it was like, it was milder. It was like crampy. It was here and there, but also constant. But it, it didn't like leave me lying down on my side mm. with a hot water bottle like my period pains do. It was actually, it was all right. It was manageable. I'd be happy if that was just my period pain every month. I'd take that. I've been bloated, okay? I've been Oh my goodness. Been, I think I'd be buoyant. I think if you Bloody threw me hell. overboard, I would float with how much gas is in my tummy. This is the biggest one of the lot, isn't I it? You're always, bloat. Oh. You've been bloated since egg retrieval and you're still bloated now. Oh my god, guess what? My trousers broke today. Oh my god, they did. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my what god. What a stressful morning that, that was. That was so funny. Oh my gosh. So I had to I had a GP appointment and we were rushing there. And I mean rushing there. It was quite tight. Trish was being really kind and was gonna drop me there. And I put these jeans on, got into the car, sat down zip just cracked split whole thing split my tummy fell between the two bits of the zip i was like oh my god so i had to run back into the house i couldn't get the trousers off tris had to park the car follow me into the house you went all like tarzan he-man like ripped them open didn't you i tried to do the whole quite gently just yeah. you know your zips zip. get caught you're like come on you little shit but no, apparently not. It wasn't going to work. So I just went brute force yeah. and ripped the thing in he half. He took one side of the jeans in each hand and then pulled to the side Man. and ripped. Man. Oh, it was, it was quite something. Uh, so I just put on some really horrible joggers, which I'm still wearing now. And I would never have put on, but never mind. Here we are. My jeans ripped. Uh, so there you go. The bloating is real. It's serious. I've lost a pair of jeans to it. So RIP them. Uh, I got indigestion. Yeah, that's not as bad at the moment. But in the kind of immediate days afterwards, I just felt I had such bad heartburn, which was not great. Um, and I felt heavy, like I felt heavy in my womb, like full and swollen, stop chuckling you. I think that's linked to the bloating thing, to be honest. Everything yeah. just felt like swollen, bloated. The bloating has gone down a little bit, but it's still not great. I feel like we're slightly out the woods, maybe. Touch some wood. In terms of bloat. Oh, I just can't fart. No that's gas ever problem, yeah. relieves itself at the moment. You are just like a balloon that has no... <gasps> I'm like up. I reckon I could single-handedly float the little house into space. Just hang you in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very different film, isn't it? <laughs> I just thought I introduced you at the beginning of this as being newly freelance, but originally what I was going to say is... Your hair looks lovely because you Thank have you. had your post-lockdown 3.0 haircut. I am 
elated. <laughs> because before, I don't know if anyone's seen, go onto my social media, Tristan.hall on Instagram, and you'll see how awful my mop was. It wasn't awful. My hair was, I mean, for me, it was really long. I've grown mm. up my entire life having a proper short back and sides and never anything longer than that, to be honest. So for me, having hair that covered down my face to my nose yeah. was like unheard of. I was like, what is this? It was like an emo kid fringe, like someone that listens to My Chemical Romance, which I'm all about to be honest, but Tris was not a fan. <laughs> I yeah, it was not my cup of tea. So I was I was just buzzing to have my hair cut. Mm. Now you can't have your hair done at the moment because we don't know if you're pregnant or not. Yeah. And that's a shame. But you did <gasps> Yes. I went for a Hacks, you did. Which I am allowed to have whether I'm pregnant or not. Yeah, so um, my lady garden has been neatly... Don't look at me. <laughs> my like, lady garden? Has been... Who calls it that? <laughs> I don't want to call it the vulva. Not Alan Partridge. <laughs> I think this... Do you know what, Tris? I think this podcast went Alan Partridge many, many episodes ago. <laughs> We're deep within the Partridge now. Um, yeah, no, I went to see this lovely girl. She was amazing. It was one of the least painful bikini waxes I've ever had, which is incredible considering that that hair had been growing for a long old time because of lockdown if you're listening to this in the future we live in the uk so uh, it's 2021 covid still causing problems and all the shops and salons were shut they only opened very recently aren't you gonna have a wax at some point are we talking about this i want to and i think the people want to hear now oh you've gone red you're getting the yeah. same color as your mic mask well it's just <laughs> fine. Tristan okay. waxes his balls. No, don't, don't. I, I, okay, you say that like it's a regular thing. So being a bloke, obviously there is an amount of care that can be done to ensure Back, that and crack. your best friends down there <laughs> are looking okay. And right? cool. And cool. That's another big thing. IVF, cool, keep them cool. Keep, keep swimmers cool. Exactly. So... Back last year, <laughs> I went for a gentleman's wax. Yeah, you did. Which was one of the <laughs> most invasive experiences of my entire life. I still remember, right? Tris being outside the salon, oh, texting me like, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. I'm like, you're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And then you went in and then I heard nothing from you for about an hour. I was like, oh my God, I hope he's alive. It was a real intense experience. Like, I've never girls right especially ender girls like yourself like you have a lot of experiences where doctors and nurses mm. are prodding and poking around at your lily bits and you're used your to that bits. being a bloke like it doesn't happen didn't she manhandle your penis like not in a bad way but <sighs> she like had Christ. to just okay. move it out of the way we're already going down this road okay fine so <laughs> obviously with a woman when you're having a wax done, there are certain areas that you have to kind of work around, but there's not an awful lot to work around. I mean, yeah? it's a pretty smooth surface. Yeah, I don't have that. No, you I have am, all kind of bits. I am all, I'm all over the gaff, all right? So she has to like move bits around so she can get to different areas. <laughs> she touched your penis! I mean, what bit did she touch? The top the, or the bottom? Uh, <laughs> did she pinch the tip? Oh my God, she pinched the tip. You know when you're making a bed and you have to pinch the corners? <laughs> Once you've got the duvet in there, before you shake it out. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. When you're doing a duvet cover, okay. that is this sort of very slightly on the tip. The motion. Just moving it out of the way. Oh, that's really cute. Holding it aloft like a piece of fleshy bunting. Oh, um, fleshy bunting. And then, yeah, so she comes in and she's like, right, okay, so put your bits off. And this is my first experience of this. So I was like, do I keep my socks on? Is it socks off? What's the oh, deal? What did you do? I went socks on. Good. It was quite cold. I then had to lie on the bed. It was cold, was it? And then she... Shut up. She then 
covers my man garden in like baby powder. Yep. And then it's like, right, so use this wipe and remove where you want to keep hair. So clever. So she can see what she wants me to keep. Now, I was like, get rid of most of it. I've just got what I would call. I don't even want to. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I made. <laughs> this is going far deeper than I ever wanted it to go. And that's what she said. Uh, and I, I made sure that, you know, the area that I wanted to keep was there. And then she she started. Yeah. And there are certain areas that are more painful than others, blokes, because... I mean, what I will say now, before I talk about any of the experiences that I had during the process, is that the end result was spectacular. I felt a million dollars. I was parading them around like they were. (laughs) Can I just say, you know how with men, like with women, you have like a Brazilian, you have a Hollywood. Yeah. Do they have names for the blokes? Because they're like the gorilla, but they try to make it sound a little bit more manly. They they were some really funny names. The lion I I would recommend if you can find, even if you don't want to go and do it, I would find a list of male waxing treatments and look at the names because they are brilliant. (laughs) Like absolutely brilliant. So I had um, most of it removed and she then went through and certain areas, like I said, are more painful than others. Which was the most painful bit? Uh, (laughs) God. I can tell you what's the least painful bit on me. Go on. The least or the most? The least painful bit is probably your behind, your rear. It's it's not very sensitive, is it? The crack can take a real beating and it it still (laughs) makes it through it unscathed. Um, So I had the whole thing removed pretty much um, and it was really awkward. But again, these people do it as their job so they're brilliant at it um and i left and i kind of hobbled out of there and made my way home and i looked a million dollars i felt like a prize catch i was showing them off being like look at them look at them and i've obviously not been since and that was back in november (gasps) so you had your wax in november oh my bush i am i am you're the Amazon rainforest I, down there, I aren't look, you? I look, yeah, it's unsightly. You could plat it. I, you could, you probably could. French braids? So yeah, I've got some real growth there. So I'm now having to go and have my wax at some point. I think I'm going to go back again. But for your blokes out there, I know that the thought of having any part of your anatomy waxed is terrifying. Trust me, I was there. But give it a shot yeah try it try everything once you did apart tell from heroin it. never try never that never try heroin no, okay no Noted. or anything illegal but when it comes to waxing then definitely try everything once because you were the one who got me into it you were like go and try it yeah go and try it another person that doesn't want to sponsor me but should because i'm giving them free advertising constantly waxing is great you don't have to worry about it if you like to trim things and shave and then you get like stubbly rash just wax you don't have to worry about it for six weeks it's great oh, spectacular it's really satisfying as well like it's yes, it does hurt. It is really painful. There's a sense of accomplishment afterwards, though, because you get through it. It's mild torture. It is really unpleasant for those half an hour, forty-five minutes that you're in the there. The thing that I would love to watch is how they do the ball sack because <laughs> that skin is really wrinkly, and it's like, do they have to stretch it? Do they have to take a little bit in each of their hands and stretch it out to rip it, or are they just allowing the creases to? gather you, more wax you kind of pin it against the leg <gasps> do you so it's like right sure it's taut and then yeah it's gone oh wow can i also say the feeling of hot wax on your balls is a very different one to anything i've ever experienced before <laughs> that was special and on that note i think it is time to wrap this one up if you liked what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review. Please, please do share it with your friends, family, parents, guardians, Brazilian waxers, yes. whoever it may be. <laughs> and make sure to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Please do get involved.
next episode is the biggest one yet because we're going to be officially announcing whether we're pregnant or not. Um, yeah, it's going to be absolutely huge. So please come and listen to that. Terrifying. Almost don't want to think about it too much because so much has happened since and I just cry if it's not worked. Um, but yeah, it's, please subscribe so you don't miss it. And don't forget, obviously, you can see our faces over on Instagram, Miranda.Burns, Tristan.Hall and Test Test you, baby baby pod. pod. Pod for podcast. Love you. Bye. bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.